Welcome, I'm Sabine from Tower Wisdom, your podcast for soul growth and healing. You are a truly magnificent being and I'm bringing to you knowledge and insight from different healing modalities to help you to be a powerful, light-filled creator of your life. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Taoism and today I'm very delighted I have a guest on my show. I have Rosalind Rose here and Rosalind is channeling unconditional love in her business Love Evolution and that's actually the topic we are talking about today, unconditional love, getting very deep into that. And welcome Rosalind, <laughs> first of all. Thank you so much, it's nice to be here. Yes, and she's joining us from England, Great Britain, and Rosalind and me actually go back many, many years. We met, I think, nine, nine, ten years ago, and we are both working in the business world, <laughs> and we were both pregnant with our oldest sons, and then we just decided to both, I think, not return to that kind of business setting. <laughs> and, yeah. Just immerse ourselves in um, attachment parenting, et cetera, et cetera. And I just also feel um, our souls are connected in a deeper way. We are both cancer, right, Rosalind? Yeah, I didn't realize you were cancer. Lovely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We both love the water. I always enjoy your images when you go swimming somewhere. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> heavenly, isn't it? It's just heavenly, yeah. Yes, and we both also lived in many different locations. Like you traveled quite a lot around the world and lived in different places. Yeah, yeah, I've been very fortunate um, that, yeah, Canada, Hawaii, China, Australia, Holland, the UK. Yeah, very lucky. It's been a, been a very blessed life. Yes. So tell us a little bit first, like, What do you do for your business? <laughs> like, what is love evolution? What do you do? And how did you get there, actually, also as a journey? Because, as I said, we both come from the business world. How did you get into channeling love? It's, I'm feeling like a lot of today is full of polarities, right? So it's very, very complicated and also very, very simple. So I guess the simple answer is um, summed up by the song I was listening to this morning, The way knows the way. So I came to be here by following the path that was laid out in front of me, um, finding some roadblocks and dead ends and being shifted around by the universe to be here. So love evolution, I describe it as my life's work. I don't know what my life's work will be next year or the year after and how it will evolve because I'm evolving and my practice is evolving just like everybody and everything else in the universe. Isn't that wonderful? Um, But it's been something that's close to me forever. And I've just, um, I've just spotted that there's a, a feather in my water fountain, which well, I'm sure I didn't put there and wasn't there. So that's quite a nice little uh, magic for this morning. Um, yeah, it's, I'm most peaceful. I'm more peaceful now than I have ever been because I understand more about what it is I'm here to offer the universe than I did a year ago and two years ago and three years ago. And I think probably what I imagine happened for you and certainly happened for me when I had my child is a lot of things became 
unbearable in that I can't keep shutting bits off of myself and also be the mother that my son deserves, that my son needs, that my child needs, um, the amount of love I have for them, him, um, inspired me, um, kind of made me make different decisions, do something differently, fix things that were broken. I couldn't hide them anymore. I couldn't cover them up with drinking or food or poor relationships or travel. You know, I had to face myself because my, my child was looking at me, you know, I, I was, it became, um, yeah, it became unav unavoidable. So um, what I do in my business is, yeah, I describe it as I channel unconditional love. And what that looks like for each individual person is unique. It's my, my client's unique situation, my unique situation, and that unique moment in time when, when he and I, she and I meet. It's beautiful because the universe brings these people to me and has put me here for, for these people. And the most magical um you know, moments of my life, some of the most magical moments of my life have happened sitting with a client or working with a client, things that, um, yeah, I couldn't have predicted or, or planned, but they just appear, the things that we, we need to work on or that we're doing. Um, in simple terms or in, in kind of terms, like language that we understand, we've given names to things so that we can identify them and discuss them more easily. So I use Reiki. So... I use Reiki energy. Reiki means life force energy in Japanese. So it's the energy that you feel when you feel excitement or love or a hug from somebody. That buzzing feeling you get, that wow, um, that in simple terms is like energy. But energy is also everything that makes us alive. Um, it's it's magic. I mean, we're a bit like gods in that we can feel this energy, create this energy. We can provide homes for ourselves which can make us feel good and look after the people we love we can feed our animals which looks after them things that that other animals other things on the planet can't do we as humans are blessed enough to do um so that's the reiki side so a trained qualified coach so i trained at the university of cambridge as a coach and that came about because i knew that it wasn't just a physical thing for me it wasn't just an energetic thing there was something else I'm I love words um polarities I've mentioned before I tend to find that if you've got a great strength it's probably your great weakness if you've got a great weakness it's probably your great strength and it's a case of um you know, drawing those two things out understanding them loving them accepting them thinking about them you know being aware of them so words have always been something that's very powerful to me um, I can use them very powerfully. My degree was in English literature before I trained as a coach. Um, but they're also a great weakness because we can't describe everything in words. Stuff gets lost in words and people have different understanding of words, different comprehension levels of words. So whilst they're a great tool, they're also Before I decided to be a coach or trained to be a coach, I actually looked into training to be a psychologist, psychotherapist, psychiatrist, um, because I knew there was some kind of healing energy using words. And I actually applied and got into a course to, to trans, you know, to change my degree into a psychology degree. And then so I could train to be a psychotherapist, but it just didn't feel right. It felt like I was sitting on my hands. I was going to be training to sit on my hands. 
and restrict what tools I could use based on other people's learning that's in the past. And I am living here and in the future. Now, we don't know what that looks like, but whilst there's a lot to learn from the past, and I'm so grateful for it, I think we're misunderstanding it if we need to restrict ourselves in order to comply with essentially outdated ideas, teachings. Um, and that's something that I've experienced lots, uh, several times in my life of being um, misunderstood because um, my ideas don't fit in with the narrative in this moment. They're actually for a narrative that's yet to appear, emerge, which is what I'm part of. So um, yeah, and those, you can see now how all those things kind of fit together and came into love evolution because what I help my clients do is evolve using love. I don't tend to use the word healing because I think it's a little bit, there's so much packed into the word healing and I don't know if I can use that word whilst keeping my humility that what I can do and try my best to do is help that person in their evolution. And I don't know what that looks like because I'm not them, but I will be beside them whilst they evolve and whilst they go through what they go through. And sometimes healing can be quite uncomfortable. So evolution is the word I use there. Thanks so much. I love so many things you said. Firstly, also about the journey we are on with our children, right? When you become a mother or father, yes, it forces you <laughs> to look at all of your shadows and all of your beauty too. And for the children too. And also how you described Reiki was the first time I ever heard. It's like a hug, you know, when you really, it's so beautiful, that description. And also to just know that, of course, we all have access to these energies and we can all channel them too. It's um Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. And when I was thinking, when you talk about unconditional love, because sometimes it's, as you said before, it's, it's just, it's a concept. And I feel many people in their lifetime have never really experienced what is really unconditional love, because most of our upbringing is very conditional. What is it for you? What is it? What is the essence of really loving someone unconditionally or even loving yourself unconditionally? How does this look like? Oh, it makes me feel emotional just you asking that question brings up the feeling because it's such a beautiful, a beautiful thing. I feel it in my heart. It feels like it glows. Um, and I've been thinking about this because we you said to me before that unconditional love was something you want to talk to me about. And I was like, I was so excited. Like, yes, that's my special subject. I love that. Um, but again, words, how to describe it. It's, it's where to begin. It, it starts with the understanding that humans, that the beneath and beneath and beneath and beneath that we are good and love and good I know is a restrictive word but I think it first came from understanding in myself seeing myself that I always I never mean to cause harm I never want to cause harm I love my first instinct my first um, hope is love my first um impression the way I open my eyes the way I look out to the world the way I first meet make eye contact with somebody almost all the time 
is from a place of love. Um, so it first comes from the understanding that love is what we truly are. And how I came to that understanding was first with self-love. And that's the bit I think that um, it's the tricky part and it's the great part, because no matter what upbringing you've had, you do have yourself and your emotions haven't killed you. I think that's a really scary, but actually quite empowering idea that those horrible things you've experienced that we have all experienced in different degrees and they look different. Um, but I think we've all, you know, had those deep wounds from upbringing, from family, from whatever things life has dealt us. They didn't kill you. You're still here. Wow. Amazing. And if you are listening to this and if you or if you are looking at it, if you are trying anything to make yourself a bit in inverted commas better, then you haven't given up. So, wow, already we have everything we need for you to live your best life. That's it. When my clients call me and ask, you know, I had a, a client call me yesterday and say, I'm, I'm 71, does that matter? I said, you're calling me, you're, you've taken this step. You could be 25, 35, 15. If you don't have the will to move forward, to raise yourself, ascend, whatever words we want to use, it doesn't matter. The fact is, no matter what age you're at, if you have the intention, that's it. You can go. Let's go. Um, it reminds me of something my friend said. Um, I had different business ideas and she was like, yeah, that could work. That could work. And this was the line. It depends how much you want it. You can do anything. It depends how much you want it. Um, so unconditional love. What is it? What does it feel like? It's a bit like the psychological concept, the concept in psychology, positive regard. So regardless of what that person has done, seeing the beauty, knowing that underneath it, the reason they did that terrible thing was through pain. The reason they did that terrible thing was through fear, was through hurt. What's underneath it is love. The want to love and the want to be loved and loved and safe. Um, I think I was thinking about this this morning, how in my experience, it's a slight, the yin yang dance or, or what unconditional or how we get there can be slightly different if you're a man to a woman. But I think they're quite interchangeable because for me anyway, it's, it's not just having your divine feminine, whatever, or whatever you want to, whatever you call that those are just the words that i use that mean something to me but to other people it might be their yin energy or um their nurturing side um so it's the divine feminine but also the divine masculine and we have both of those within us so the way i did it is i first got in touch with my divine feminine that's just the path it took me down on and then i kept getting the messages that i needed to ground um and I got invited to an ecstatic dance. And in that moment, I was like, well, this is, I'm gonna call up my divine masculine. And so in this ecstatic dance, which was just barefoot dancing in the woods to like the wind chimes and incense and sage, and it was wonderful. Um, I, I said, I called up, I used all of these magical godly gifts that we have as humans, my brain, my heart, my words, to call up this divine masculine. Um, to ask for it to join me. And when I felt it, 
I honoured it with my divine feminine, me. So when it came and showed up, I was so grateful for it. I honoured it using the divine feminine me. It was just natural. I went down on my knees and I honoured the divine masculine within me, within the universe, because we're all one. Um, and I honoured it with my divine feminine. And I had the thought, how do I um, honour my divine feminine? I honour it with my divine masculine. And there we have the beautiful flowing interplay between the two. They look after each other. My divine feminine can nurture and love and do all those things under the protection and action of the divine masculine. And my divine masculine can take action with love and intent because it has its divine feminine. Um, so yeah, what is unconditional love? That's quite, a, I'm not sure I got to the, the nub of your question, but I think it comes down to understanding that beneath it all, the bud of the bud in like, you know, um, whose poem is that the bud of the bud is is that we are love and we want to be love and we want to do things that don't harm others and don't harm ourselves beneath it all beautiful i just love that you mentioned the divine feminine and masculine because the timing is so amazing and just before our podcast comes out i have a podcast coming out about the divine feminine and masculine and there's a long meditation in that podcast where you can meet both of them And so I invite the listeners, oh listen to that one <laughs> as well as this talk now. I'm going to link it in the show notes. And it's so interesting how you, what you said, because when I check into my divine feminine and masculine, I really feel I have a lot of um, honoring and love to do with my divine fem uh, masculine, actually. And it's... Um, It is really a place where I think as women, we have to come to understand that this is an energy that is usually there to really honor the divine feminine, to protect her. And often throughout all the patriarchy, we haven't had that experience really on the outside. So something to really relearn within us to do that. And at the same time as the divine feminine to honor the masculine, because often we, of course, talk so negatively about men, our image about men is so negatively that yeah it's yeah it's really I, think that's interesting. I think we also we, we don't um we don't actually have role models of what the many role models of what the divine feminine looks like either and they yes. go together so for in order for the women to surrender to the men they need to feel safe so human evolution has brought us perfectly to this point we are at the point now where we are able to pick off those layers And the women are going to go or, or saying, I, I know I'm safe. I'm not going to be murdered and raped. So I surrender to you. And the men can go, okay, I'm going to protect you and love you. And I will not harm you because I'm at that point in my evolution where I understand that I'm not going to get what I want through murdering and rape. And the women now, we, we, had, a, we had a, I think there was a, a moment in time where the men became the enemy. And that's not right either. And the women became quite poisonous. There was like an overcorrection because of what's happened in the past. And we've, we have to learn as women how to do that surrendering love um, and yet still protect ourselves. So my clients, a lot of my clients are actually men and I work with love. Um, so interesting. And I, Yeah, I've been very, um, it, that wasn't my intention. It's just who the universe has given to me, who the, who the universe has sent to me or who needs me. 
Um, so I feel um, a, a great deal of love for men. I, I feel very, um, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm their cheerleader. I, I love men. I think they're wonderful. I see how men love to serve women and I see how women love to serve men and that we're almost missing each other in like a game of peekaboo and we're getting closer and closer to seeing each other and loving each other for what we are because we can both have the strength to step back and go that's no longer feeling like love to me but it's okay I don't need you as a woman financially I will go and look after myself and a man can go okay I don't need you I'm going to go and look after myself and then let's see if we can meet again yes that's beautiful do you want to know more about the purpose of your life or about your health struggles or how you can heal the relationships in your life or how your business can thrive better? Get guidance directly from your own soul. You can book me now for an Akashic Record reading of your soul. You can book the service on my website taowisdom.net. I'm just wondering sometimes if there's a lot of men out there who really deeply down feel they are not good. They are not good enough because of that, that because of women also being scared of men, right? For so many centuries and pushing them away. I think internally sort of that men now think I'm not needed anymore. I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm just not good, you know, as a person deep down. I think they feel like they're not loved. I don't know if they, I don't know if there's, I think women have that thought of, am I good enough? Mm. You know, yeah. am I a good enough mom? Am I doing enough for, for the people around me? Um, I mean, I'm not a man, so I don't want to speak but for yeah. men. But what I experience of men or what I would like for men is for them to feel more loved. Mm. Um, because it it's, that's, I think, the way it goes. You know, it's that honouring. Someone has to step first. And <clears throat> women love men and men love women. And we're just missing each other. And we're taking out those other stresses that have kept us busy, inexplicably busy. You know, we're tidying the house and we're, we're doing other stuff that we miss each other. And actually it's coming back to the fact of, what is this all about? What are we doing all of life for? What are we alive for? And it's got to come back to ourselves, our children, the people we love. So it's kind of a reprioritizing of each other, a re-understanding of each other. Um, do I think, I think the men have certainly been told that they're not good enough. I think they get that message. Um, yeah, like, and it's, and it's tiring and boring. If you've ever been, um, yeah so as and it reminds me of when I went to Canada as an English person I got quite a lot of people who would you know on my travels I was traveling around a lot who would say to me who would be angry at me as an English person because of what English people have done in Canada or did historically in Canada and I take that I take that and I say I'm sorry um I'm sorry that that happened it was wrong um it wasn't the right thing is there anything I can do me 23 year old Rosalind is there anything I can do to help to make any kind of reparations and is there anything I can physically do other than taking this knowledge back. And, and I don't think there was, I think people just wanted to vent, not just wanted to vent, but I thought about this recently and thought, well, 
maybe me standing in front of them with my English accent and saying, I'm sorry, it was wrong. Maybe that was a little drop of healing. You know, maybe that helped in some way. Yes, and I yeah. think mm. it's a bit like that with men, with, with men and women. Um, sometimes it's, it's the, the acknowledgement that we've both got it wrong in the past, but that our intentions are, are good and that we may hurt each other, but let's use the magical skills we have of words, of touch, of whatever it is you have in your arsenal of tools to try and connect to each other, to try and be together and create, I think ultimately it's creating heaven on earth. That's my ultimate, ultimate mission is getting closer to making a heaven on earth. Now I can't make that outside. I think Jordan Peterson famously says like, get your own house in order first. I can't go and go into London and go, right guys, I'm making heaven on earth and then come back to my own little chaos at home. I have to start with me. I have to make heaven on earth for Rosalind. I have to make heaven on earth for my animals, heaven on earth for my son, heaven on earth as much as possible for my family and my close friends. And so it will expand out. And if, imagine if we all do that, like, wow, what a power. Yes, and I think it's really so that men, and I think we miss each other, women and men, to really come together, you know, in a loving way again and to connect on a much deeper level than we have done such a long time. And how do we, because you said you started with self-love to really discover that deep down there is love. What were some of the practices you did in your exploration of self-love? Um, it was, so meditation is key. Um, and I think, I don't know how familiar your listeners will be with meditation, um, we almost need a new word. It needs a rebrand because I think there's a lot of built up um, disconnect with that word or pressure. Like it should look like something or should be something. It's a practice and it doesn't matter if you sit there. So I put a timer on, someone said to me, put a timer on for 10 minutes, 10 seconds. You've got 10 seconds to put your phone away from you and to sit down and shuffle and that's it. And now your job is just to keep taking your um, attention back to your breath. That's it. That's your only job. Your job is not to be annoyed at yourself when you don't do it. Your job is not to think about those thoughts. Your job is not to... Little cat. Um, you could, Serena's just got a cat on her lap now. Lovely. Yes, my cat just joined. <laughs> if you hear her meowing, it's her. <laughs> well, mine, I thought they would come, but they're obviously busy doing... Uh, it's been raining here, so they're enjoying it not raining. Um, so, yeah, meditation. So removing the a lot of the like baggage about it it's just a practice just like if you're trying to get good at football you stand in the garden you do kippy uppies if you're trying to get good at boxing you stand there and throw the jab you know ten thousand times it's just a practice to get better at it and you're getting better at control of your mind so meditation was one um i i connect a lot with nature for me um because i try to go back to what is the truth whatever the truth may be so I go, well, what do I know to be real? Well, I know me because I live inside me and I can hear various things going on in my head and I can talk about me whilst being in me. What else I know to be real is the earth because I can stand on it and I can see it and I can taste it. So um, we said before, you know, we're both cancers. So the sea, I live by the sea. I'm very blessed to live by the sea. So barefoot and going down to the sea. Um, but I would say to people, listen to your own instincts as much as possible if you're like god i just want to go to that woods but i've been to that woods every day of the week i can't go again go again 
go again. If you want to, go do it. If you're finding that every single day you want to go and cry under a tree, go cry under your tree. Like, who knows why you're doing it? It, it might you might figure it out in a year's time so for me it was a lot of like that intuitive I was finding getting called to the sea I was going there two three times a day you know whilst trying to live a life off I would go my dog started to refuse to come with me I'm not going down the beach again mum and I'd take my shoes and socks off and I'd go in the sea and I, I that practice evolved so I started to take my headphones and go um at low tide when there was sand because I live on a shingle there's shingle beaches where I am um low tide when there's sand and I'd go at night sometimes so that I could dance without thinking about other people looking at me. And I've learned a lot from doing those practices. Then I learned, oh, what is it? Why am I? Why don't I want people to look at me? Or what can I feel? Why are people looking at me? What does that tell me about them and me in the way that they're looking at me? So it was kind of like going with the flow and then seeing what unfurled from there. So meditation, connecting with nature barefoot. Um, connecting with the sea connecting with things and um, therapy I don't I definitely want to mention therapy so I've had many years of weekly therapy it stopped maybe a year or two ago um, but therapy has been really important for me in verbally untangling a lot of what happened in my past so that it kind of I've dealt with a lot of the stuff. I've brought awareness to it and had someone to hold hands with me during those times. So that now when things come up, I feel like I already know the process that when we find a painful memory and we remember it, it's okay. You'll feel better afterwards. The thread gets pulled out and lots of other things drop down. The example I always give is that I used to have an attraction towards um, men with a Scottish accent. And there's nothing, no problem with that particularly, but just my own personal thing. And then in therapy, it clicked that my mum's Scottish and I was talking about it. I can't remember what the conversation was, but it just clicked like, oh, I found comfort in the Scottish accent because my mum had a Scottish accent and no relationships are perfect. It wasn't a, it wasn't a perfect uh, relationship by any means my, with my mother, who I love and she's still around, thank goodness. Um, but... I once I be, I realized that in therapy ah the connection is that's why I find maybe why I find male accents attractive it stopped it stopped that thread got pulled out and that kind of irrational inexplicable attraction just stopped I, I, I like the Scottish accent but there's no longer a a peak a little like increase in desire purely based on it and I think that's kind of like the magic of healing is that once you become aware of a problem, once you pick it up and look at it, it loses some of its potency and its impact on your life in ways that you aren't aware of. So it's worth picking if you're if there's something you don't want to go towards. This is another part of my healing for sure. Um, a friend of mine said to me, if you're afraid of something, then that's what you should do. If you're if you're like, oh, no, I can't write a book. That's what she, mine was. I was oh no, I'm not going to write a book. She's like, looked at me, I was like, oh, like there's a lot of resistance towards that. I wonder why I probably should write a book or, you know, let's move towards that. Let's walk towards the fear. So if you have a, if I have a fear of something, um, being curious about that, moving towards it, seeing what it is about. I used to have a fear of, of the sea and fish. Um, so I trained to be a scuba, a scuba diver because let's see what's there. 
Um, and now, you know, now when I go swimming in the sea, I have no fear. Like all of all of those little steps I took along the way, it might seem like a mountain right now, depending on where you are in your life, but just taking those little steps, beginning that journey, making that call, taking that that option, going with those things that are going to be good for you. You don't know where that's going to lead you down the line. It's not it's not written yet, but the way knows the way. So so go, just take those steps, you know, blow the embers of the fire. Thanks, yeah. And actually, yeah, in the podcast, uh, I'm talking about fear, and one of my fears is the fear of height. And uh, in the podcast about feminine and masculine, I'm talking about how I was guided on a hike that was like very high up. And I was so scared on that hike, but my husband was with me and he was really very protective and he was showing me sort of what my inner masculine, what I can develop my inner masculine also into. So it's nice, as you said, sometimes you, ha you have these fears and life is guiding you step by step to work with them and to be gentle with yourself as well. And not just only force you, but also go like slow steps into that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. You don't need to hurry. That's really beautiful. And what a lovely way to like that. You've got a man to role model what being brave looks like so you can do it too. Yeah, yes. Nice. True. Yeah, and also what being protective looks like, you know, to not push yourself, but say, it's okay to, yeah, that you're scared. You can take it. He was like, you can take a break in the middle. I was like, yeah, I'm taking a break. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's, he's looking after you. He's not saying push through it and be strong. He's using his divine feminine in himself to be nurturing and loving of you. That's yes. And uh, I'm a second nature for me, like connecting to or that love is underneath everything. I really felt this for the first time really in nature because I'm also, when you look at nature and how, how giving the earth is, just how abundant and that she doesn't judge like all the little creatures, everything doesn't matter if they are in our eyes beautiful or not. She's just providing for all of them. And we are, in the end, the same design as Mother Earth. So I felt for me that there was a lot of healing coming from connecting to nature. But how do you yourself, how do you forgive yourself for the things that you have done when you have caused harm to others? Because we do in our lifetime, right? We are full of polarity. So how have you worked with that, with forgiving yourself? Yeah, that's, um, yeah, very true, actually. I think I was thinking of that as I was driving here, uh, driving home to to talk to you. That when people you, know, you, you hear like the maxims of, you know, healing's not for the weak or it's, you know, if you knew what I've been through, you have to be strong. It's because of those things. Because in order to have an impact, you have to show up. Um being passive isn't easy and taking action isn't easy and you kind of pick. So being passive and going, actually, I'm going to check out of my life and I'm not going to do it. I don't even like saying those words. Um, it's I'm going to pay a price for that. I'm going to pay a price for that on my deathbed. I'm going to pay a price for that, definitely. Every time I look at someone doing what I want to do, I'm going to pay a price for that. Likewise, if I take action and go, okay, well, I'm going to start this business. I don't know if it's right. My mum my thinks I'm crazy. This person thinks my name's terrible. The other person thinks I'm a prostitute. I'm going to do it anyway because I don't want to sit with that regret on my deathbed. And you take a step and you go, okay. You look around you, nothing's fallen down. 
The police aren't outside your door because you've done something different. Okay, I can do this. You take another step. Um, forgiving yourself when you hurt. I think it come, everything begins and, and almost ends with self-love. It begins and ends with it because I can only treat others how I treat myself. And so I start, it, it starts and ends with forgiving myself and loving myself and knowing that I didn't mean to cause harm. And then, I, one sec, excuse me. When, you know, these, all these things are linked. So when I, when I looked at things in my family, so for example, when I realized some bits of my upbringing that had hurt me, that I wish had been different and I was doing them differently with my son. I thought about what it was I wanted my, my mum to say to me. And I wrote that down and I remember it because one day my son is going to come to me, mum, you messed up. You did this. And I it really hurt me that you did that. And I have those conversations that I had with my mum. I'm going to have them with my son. And I already know that. And I'm obviously trying to do my best not to do those things. But, you know, Philip Larkin, they fuck you up your mum and dad. Like it's part of, you know, we're humans, bringing up humans in, in the human world. It's just part of it. So it's kind of how you deal with it. So um, a bit like the Hopa Ono prayer, if you're aware of that, but it's acknowledging it uh, that I hurt you. I, I can see that. I believe you. What I did hurt you. I'm sorry. That was not my intention. I love you and I would never mean to hurt you. I explaining it to them, what I thought I was doing was because, you know, um, this or that. It's because I was told that and I trusted this person that I was doing the right thing. And then can you do anything about it? Is there anything I can do now to make this up for you? Up, you know, what is there so for ex the example um, I'm thinking of is that I breastfed my son until he was four and a half. And I think I did the right thing for him. Um, you know, I, you know, a lot of input goes into that. Um, but one day he might come to me and go, mom, what the hell were you thinking? It's really screwed me up. I, it was a terrible decision. I wish you hadn't done it. Um, so, you know, I'll say, I'm sorry. These are the reasons I did it. I thought I it was a gift to you. I did my best. Um, you know, these are the research things I did. I, I, put a lot of effort in it wasn't a clumsy thing it wasn't because I didn't love you because the reason he's hurt is because he thinks I was careless with him the reason he hurts is because he thinks he wasn't loved and cared for the reason we get hurt is it's a misunderstanding really you know if I if I hurt my son because it, it, it's a misunderstanding I'm trying to do my best I'm trying to do the best for him just as my mum tried to do the best for me just as when I'm someone's partner I'm trying to be the best partner for them, but I'm going to end up making making a mistake. So it's reminding them or letting them know, informing them that you never meant to hurt them. I never meant to hurt you. Um, I was doing it for these reasons. Is there anything I can do now? I can try not to do that again if we're in a relationship or whatever. You know, breastfeeding, I can't do anything about that now. He's nine. Um, but, you know, I thought at the time, you know, what can I do to make up for it? Let me take you out for dinner. Like, what can I do to apologize to, to you now? Do you want me to write an article on it? Do you want me to research it? Like what would make you feel seen, recognized, heard? Like what reparation can I give you? A bit like the story of, you know, when I'm in Canada, obviously I can't do anything about how, you know, English people 
went over and stole people's lands and, and did horrific things. I can't do anything about that right now. But can I as a representative, you know, in, in the future, can I as representative of Rosalind when my son was four years old do anything to him now when he's 24 and saying to me, what on earth are you doing, mum? So it starts with me. You know, when I realise that I've hurt myself, I know that I was doing my best, that I was trying and I can learn from it. Um, I think sports is another one that's really helpful with that. So learning sports, you learn and and being like in inverted commas competitive, like, like, so I did martial arts. So I've had kickboxing fights, that humility, that knowing that other people can be better than you, knowing that you're going to put yourself out there. It really teaches you um, kind of lost my train of thought now. I think sports, I know sports, sorry, go on. Yeah, something about what sports teaches you, like when you're out there and realize that other people are stronger than you at times or are better than you at times. Yeah, and you're just, you're training. Life is, you're training for life as well, you know. So if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. Do something about it. Try and be better next time. Look at yourself, meditate on it, think about it, write on it. Do Mm. better next time. That's the, you know, they, you say you win or you learn. Um, if you fucked up, excuse my language, if you messed up, then learn something from it and try again next time. Have that open communication. Try and learn from it. Yes. Yeah. For me, I really, I think in this life, I really started to learn to say sorry, as you said, to just even go, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, you know, and then to go internal and realize what is it in that moment because for me often as an empath I just got really overrun by other people's emotions and then I mirror them back and then often now I realize I need to learn for myself like as self-love to step out of situations and just step back and in that moment take my own space (laughs) feel like okay (laughs) just (laughs) yeah um, and I did I did a lot of EFT or I still do a lot of EFT with guilt. It really as an acupuncturist, I just love I can understand like when I'm tapping certain points, what is happening? EFT is like, I don't know, you're basically you're tapping points on you. And then at the same time you're saying like I you start with I feel feel really guilty for this and that. And at the end you go to like I even though I feel guilty, I love myself. Like it releases a lot of also physically emotions because you're also tapping on their energy meridians. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and sorry, it might be the song I was listening to this morning. I'm not perfect, but I am divine. And I like, I quite like the God stories for those. You know, mm-hmm. the gods. We like we all we know the God stories, right? But they do terrific things. They end up making terrible mistakes. Like with this great power of being a human comes great responsibility. That's okay. You know, we don't try to do horrific things, of course, but, you know, better that we we are showing up and trying to do the best we can. And I think that's why well, this type of work is so important because um, if anyone's going to be speaking up, I want our voices to be heard too. The voices of love and peace, unity, oneness. Like those are very important voices to be to be heard so that people because it's it feels right and it feels true inside of us so the more people hear especially nowadays when people are, are so much more open to hearing things 
um, I think you can hear within yourself when it's just like you meet someone at the shop and you know you're like I got a good feeling from that person yeah I think a lot of these things feel true and feel right that kind of internal compass goes oh yeah that feels right to me mm. yes yeah and one of the questions I just this morning I was in nature And one of the questions that came to me that I was going to ask you in the podcast is how can we open our hearts more? Because yeah, I just feel we have often built walls around our heart because we, we don't want to be hurt, right? We are scared to be hurt, to not be loved. So how can we take down these walls? I think it starts like it's not the, the most fun answer. It comes back to ourselves, it starts with you. You have to start with yourself and it will go incrementally. Um, so you'll start with yourself and loving yourself. And then the outside world will reflect, will maybe test that boundary or reflect that boundary. And then you have to come back to yourself, refocus again, re-energize again, go back into the world. You've raised your vibration a bit. It's a continual cycle, but it definitely comes back to yourself. Um, because so a few little handy maxims how you do one thing is how you do all things how you love yourself is how you can love other people if i skip my meals and don't wear don't shower don't look after myself don't brush my teeth how can i um tell my son to if if someone if i'm sitting there having dinner with someone like i the way i act on the rest of the world and my cat's doing this nothing um is how I go with myself. So it, it really, it's not the most exciting answer, but it also is because you can completely control this. It's within everybody's reach because we all have ourselves. Um, and as painful as it is, I know we all want that love and we all want that feeling and we all want to just be accepted and loved and held. I mean, I hope that there are people out there who already have that. I really, really hope that they are, they are there. But for me, I had to, everything was taken, almost everything was taken away from me until I was left with just myself. And it was kind of the universe going, get on with it, do it. Like we're removing everything else. It's just you now. And I had to face myself. Um, so I would say to people, maybe don't wait until it gets that desperate. Maybe face it maybe start now you know in a gentle way or maybe you are in that state where everything's been taken away from you because you're avoiding something that you should be doing you're avoiding what you really need to be doing you don't need to be overwhelmed by it you don't need to try and complete it in a day you just need to begin you need to like fan that ember um and it's a big thing so for me I've completely, my life now compared to three years ago, compared to 10 years ago, is completely different. But it's okay. You can do that. You can be the person you want to be. It's it's allowed. You know, you're allowed to do it. If you know what it is, you, I want to be like that. Well, go be like that. You know someone who's super cool and you think, man, she's amazing. I want to be like her. Go be like her. Do it. Walk around the world. Go to the supermarket like her. Embody that. Um, but I mean, I just don't think there's any way of, of coming out of it without starting with yourself so that you can, like you said, take those times when you're overwhelmed and you take, you step out and you go, I just need some time. I need some time to sit on my own and meditate. Um, and it's not easy, but it also 
it's within your power so it will be it will be easier in the long run because the only thing we can really control is ourselves so it's getting that that control oneself and there's lots of things that go with it fast you know i'm very particular about what music um i have on what i listen to who i'm around uh what i wear what things i watch with my eyes what conversations i partake in what i put on my hair what i put on my skin like you know i i've really um gone a hundred percent into i trust the universe work through me and off i go and that's worked working touch word really beautifully for me yes i think really like self-love is about allowing yourself to be truly who you are and then taking that serious that like those little dreams that you i had a conversation with my best friend i was like telling her you need to go back to the dreams you had as a child and she's like do you take them serious i was like of course i take them serious that is like an expression of what you want it to be, you know, and you can work to, if that's still a dream now, you can work towards that and allow yourself, you know, to become whoever you want to be. And then as you said, be very like um, mindful of what you're eating, what you're uh, watching, what you, because that is like your time yourself is the most valuable thing that you had, that you have, and you can choose how, yeah. We're also, we were, um, I had this revelation in 2020. I thought, it, well, it's a downside of me. I'm very programmable. Um, I'm like, a, I, I can program myself. Well, okay, that sounds in one's hand really terrible. Wow, I can program myself? Amazing. Okay, so what do I want to, how do I want to program myself? Well, okay, feeling fear doesn't seem to get me very far. That seems to be a terrible thing. Let's remove things that make me feel any kind of fear. Okay, that's interesting. You know, like we can, we are very, the most complicated computer programs or most complicated things on the planet other than the planet is us. So, you know, treat yourself with that reverence. You know, you said take it seriously. And that's such a phrase that sounds not like how it is. It doesn't mean take it seriously negative means. It means take, like, like when you're making love, you know, do it with your heart, take it seriously. But that doesn't mean you're all very severe and strict. It means yes. you're doing it with your heart, like with your whole, the whole essence of your being. Take yes. your life like that. Look at the sunset. Look at the sunrises every day. We have the opportunity to go and look at the sunrise every single day. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. No one has sat and watched the sunrise and not gone. Wow. Even if you've seen it every single day, it's still magnificent and you yes. know we have we all have that opportunity every day yeah and it's like oh yeah and there's so many messages we're getting it's so funny that my cat is here now the whole time because she after we got her i got her for the kids but then she's a bit scared of my kids so she's really like here for me and my husband i think but i got really a cat allergy after i got her and i was the whole time thinking do i have to give her away what am i going to do with her she's just so gentle and so nice and i channeled on her and it was coming so she came here to teach me love. And I'm like, love. How? And I'm still, I'm still now thinking, is it that eventually I'm going to give her away because I'm suffering too much allergy? Or is it eventually the allergy is going away because I'm understanding why am I having this allergy in the first place? You know? So, but it's a process, I think, and we can take our time with it and <laughs> see it unfolding. Yeah. Hmm. And that's the interesting thing as well about this type of work and the messages you get hmm. because you can get i was thinking about that with an akashic reading i was like that's a it's i take it seriously that's a really 
do I want to know? So one of the questions I thought to ask, I was like, do I want to know the answer to that? You know, and then I was like, I think we always do. Me, it's, yes, the answer is to get stronger Mm -hmm. and to learn from it, not to go, I don't think that. No, no, if that's the truth, bring it forth. And I will learn from dealing with it. I had I had um, really beautiful medium readings a few years ago, maybe a year or a year ago, two years ago. Um, and I recorded them and I listened to them. And then I realized I was getting caught up in them too much. I was analyzing them too much. And actually the universe is far more uh, intelligent than I can grasp. And the message was what I needed to hear at the time what I needed to hear when I kept playing it back and learning what is it I'm looking for when I keep playing it back? What What's the message in that? So yeah, yeah like you said, like maybe the message is is the, the questioning of how, what is the most loving thing for me? What is the most loving thing for the cat, for the family? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's everywhere. But it, and that's the other one. Um, one of the other key, I think, things in life is to love learning. Just tell yourself that you love learning. Don't think of school. A lot of people, especially in Britain, have very poor experiences of school. Mm. Like they say, I don't like writing. I don't like using a pen. And I was like, what pen do you use? Use a biro. Use your 50p biro. Yeah, it's not going to feel good, mate. It's a rubbish pen. Try it. Go to the shop. Try out 10, 15 different pens. Get your piece of paper. Stand there. Write your name out. Feel which one feels good. Love learning. You know, that's one of the keys. If you say to yourself, I love learning, oh, what lesson am I going to learn? You've, you've got like the key to life anything someone corrects your driving someone corrects you know tells you your label sticking out of your top or you said the word the wrong way you go oh wow thank you I didn't know that that's information thank you like you've just changed everything yes true do you have I still want to do a short uh, channeling together of Reiki <laughs> for the listeners we've got it before the episode right. gets so long do you have any other thing you want to share Rosalind, any other thing that came up in the whole topic of self-love and unconditional love? Um, that's a lovely question. Thank you. I'm just thinking. I think... I think I'd just like to demystify it, I think. And... And as comp, I don't know how this feel like what we've discussed feels to somebody, um, because I live in me and you live in you. But I don't know how this feels to other people. But I guess it would be it just begins with you. Just begins with with yourself. You know, lying in bed. You know, put your hands on your heart and just breathe. And if tears come, then tears come. That's okay. That's okay. If laughter comes, laughter comes. Like there is no wrong. Just let it let it be. Let yourself sit with yourself. Um, and like with everything, like we spoke about with meditation, it will get easier and you will get stronger and better at it with time. You know, good things come to those who wait. I always think of that Guinness advert with the horses. You know, um, you're here anyway. You might as well start with yourself and start making that lovely where you live, at, as close 
moving it towards a heaven on earth. So just begin with yourself. It's it's these are all different tools that that I experienced, that Sabine experiences that, you know, you can go on YouTube, there are loads of different tools, but I, like the most important thing is just beginning and having that intention to begin and then let these be tools that you use as your own individual magic comes forward. And who knows that because it's not written yet. But the way knows the way. Just take the next step and the path will appear. Beautiful. Thanks. And people can book also distant healings with you, right? So I'm going to put your company, Love Evolution, in the show notes. Oh, wonderful. Yes, please. Thank you. Yeah, you can. Um, I can work anywhere in the world. It's beautiful. Love it. Um, my website is rosalindrose.co.uk. That's Rosalind, R-O-S-E-L-I-N-D-R-O-S-E.co.uk. And you can also read my writings there. Um, so I'm a writer as well. So I've got some poetry there. Um, and yep, you can book your session. And uh, I work very intuitively. So um, it's, it's quite a beautiful, unique experience. And you can also find testimonials there. And yeah, I try to put things on Instagram. I'm not really a social media person generally, but... Um, I consider my job to be visible so that the people who need to find me can find me. Yes. So everything I do is done by me, for me, my business, everything I design, I write, I do the colors. I do it without researching what everyone else is doing. I do it for me because that's the truth um, that I know. And um, so you can get to know me through those kind of channels because I do what, feels right and good to me um, so yeah feel free to have a look say hi yes. um, it's lovely to connect to people yes. come find me you're very similar to me in that sense my husband was the other day asking me what is his social media strategy I'm like I'm just being me I just do whatever I feel fun in this right and what people <laughs> what is enjoyable and what people need like you know but yeah I feel it's nice to flow like this in life now, what I wanted to do last 10 minutes is to just put Reiki on together, me and Rosalind, for the listeners as a gift. So you can just lay down, you can close your eyes, you can just receive this healing. And I'm just going to keep the time in check, roughly like 10 minutes or something, if that's okay for you, Rosalind. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I'll be led by you. Um, and yeah, I'm. it's an honor to um, be able to do this for you who is listening you are in my in my thoughts and energy space right now and I'm I'm hoping that you're going to get whatever it is you need from this experience so yes. thank you for, for trusting us and for being here thanks so much for trusting us and is there any other intention that you want to put into this Rosalind anything coming through you right now think love and, and taking action I really feel like um and not you know like I said not necessarily jumping up and down action but just that ember is enough you have it within you um, and let you know let this community of Sabine and I of me of you of Ray in that space um and and be part of your toolbox I think that's it Great. So let's go. So we will just sit in silence, channeling the energy. I will put music onto this later so you can feel like you are in a meditation. And the energy will transmit through the time and space. <laughs> now, let's get to be settled. Let's start. 
lovely yes thanks so much oh, <laughs> I think everybody enjoyed it I hope everybody enjoyed it and uh, thanks so much for the interview Rosalind it was really really lovely to connect back to you thank you yeah we're very all high now <laughs> um yeah thank you for having me it's been lovely to talk about these things um yeah, it's been really, really beautiful. So thank you for having this platform and for spreading love and light and positivity. And I don't mean those words in the way they get thrown about. I mean genuinely because it's a gift. So thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.
If you want to know more about Soul Grove, healing or East Asian medicine, check out my social media channels and my services on TaoWisdom.net.